Hi, it's Michael Tipper and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. Now, yesterday I did an episode looking at how I started journaling, but I was asking the question, how do I keep that as a habit, given that I've allowed it to drop off uh, recently? Uh, I hinted yesterday that I knew of a source and what I'm going to do today is review that source and expand on some of the ideas in it that I believe will help me. So the source is a book called Nine Things Successful People Do Differently by Heidi Grant Halverson. Now I've mentioned it before on the podcast when I talked about um, mental contrasting and I want to expand further in on what's covered in that book to help me develop the habit and keep the habit going. Now it's by a lady called Heidi Grant Halverson. She's a doctor, uh, a PhD, a social psychologist. And the background for the book is that originally it was an article on the Harvard Business Review. And at the time it had the record for the most unique views for any one of their articles. And so they decided they would turn it into this book. And the background to the book, it's fairly, it's a fairly short book, um, is that it's gathering together the nine strategies that have the biggest impact on people's performance. And it's based on decades of research across all sorts of different disciplines. So there are nine different um, things that people do. And what I'm going to do is briefly go through each one of those just to explain them. So the first one is getting specific. Now this is getting specific about two things. Getting specific on the goal that you're trying to achieve. So for example, someone might say, well, I want to have stronger arms. And that's a goal, but it's very general. Uh, a better way of describing that might be, I want to be able to do 100 push-ups. And getting that level of clarity means that you will know when you've achieved your goal. And one of the challenges for many people is that they don't know when they've achieved the goal. And interesting enough, as I reflect back on the challenges I faced with putting my user stories together in developing my productivity seminar, one of the things that I have avoided doing is getting clear on what done looks like. So that's the first thing you get specific on. The next thing you get specific on are the obstacles that are going to be in the way of the goal. And this is where the mental contrasting comes in that I've mentioned in a previous episode. And what um, Dr. Halverson is suggesting and that has been proven by research that she has done and others too, is that if you think about your goal in great clarity, what it's like when it's going to be achieved, and you then think about the obstacles that are going to be in the way that you know you've got to deal with, what happens is that creates the necessity to act. So that's the first thing that people do. The second thing that people do is, she calls it seize the moment. And she says often people miss opportunities to apply themselves to their goals because they're just not aware of them. And so the principle that this uh, number two sees the moment is about is that you decide in advance when and where you'll take each action that you are going to need to do in order to move forward. And she talks about a very powerful thing called if-then planning. And the principle of this is if X happens, then do why, and that's how you craft the, um, the 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 way that you're going to do your your activity. So, for example, 
uh, there was some research done on people who went to the gym and the if then planning they did was if it's Monday, Wednesday or Friday and it's four o'clock, I will go to the gym. So the research was done with two groups of people. One group of people decided they will go to the gym three times a week. Another group decided they would couch it in the terms I've just mentioned. If it's Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday or Friday and it's four o'clock, I will go to the gym. Those who uh, did that, uh, the group who did that, 91% were still exercising after I think it was three months. Those who just said, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week, only 38% of those were actually doing that. Now, the reason why this works is because you're couching the planning in contingencies and the brain works in contingencies. So if X happens, you're lining your brain up to spot what X is. And then automatically, because you've created that relationship with then I'll do Y, then, then you'll do Y. And that's why it's so powerful. So the next one is knowing how far you have left to go. And this is the importance of getting regular feedback and monitoring your progress towards your goal frequently. And what happens is that when you start to get very clear on where you want to go because you've followed step number one, and then you track where you are, the brain will spot a discrepancy between where you want to go and where you are now, and then will react by applying resources so you can close that gap. And so it's important that you focus on how far you've left to go. It's very easy, and, and she does put a warning in a book about this, that if you just focus on where you've, what, what you've done, look back on your achievements, it's very easy to get a premature sense of achievement that may mean you might take your foot off the pedal. So it's important that you focus on how far you've left to go. Now the fourth thing she recommends, or she says that successful people do, is being a realistic optimist. And the sentence I like most in this part of the book is where she said, it's the difference between believing you'll succeed and believing you'll succeed easily. And a realistic optimist is someone who believes they'll succeed, but they put the thought required in to deal with whatever obstacles they are going to uh, face. And that's where the realism comes in. And there's been research that has shown those people who do that are more likely to achieve. I think it was done with weight loss. Those who recognize, those who believe they'll lose weight, lost weight. And in fact, generally people who believe they're gonna do something generally do something. However, those people who believe they're gonna do something, but it will require effort, they've got to overcome obstacles, often achieve greater results. And that's been proven with weight loss. And I think the interesting thing that she talked about here, and this is one thing I've, I've played around, or I've had struggles with myself, is don't visualize success. Visualize the steps that you're gonna to take to get success. And I've encountered that recently, having recently set my goals uh, because I realized that was a constraint of mine. I've been visualizing success and struggling with seeing what success actually looks like, but I think it'd be much easier for me to visualize my steps, so I'm gonna play with that one in my own goal setting. Now, the fifth thing that people do is focus on getting better. Now, this comes down to, being, uh, to having a growth mindset, and I've already identified that a constraint of mine is I have a fixed mindset in certain areas. Now, getting better growth mindset is about believing you can get the ability to be successful. It's about developing the skill. It's not about thinking I can or I can't if you face with difficulties. It's thinking, okay, I can't do this yet. What do I need to do? 
what do I need to learn to be able to do this? And it's about being interested in the growth element of the work. And that actually will give you energy. And she says that feeling engaged, i.e. interested in what you're doing because you're learning, is the best way to stay motivated. Now, the sixth thing that people do is, she called it have grit, which is very much an American phrase um, that I think we in the UK are starting to come to understand, but we would know it better as having commitment and persistence towards long-term goals. And that is something that can be developed um, and there's nothing really more to say th than that, is that you are committed and persistent in doing the work necessary until you get your goals. The seventh thing is having willpower. Now, willpower is a muscle that does vary in strength because what happens during the day, it can get depleted. However, we can uh, put changes in to make it stronger. And one of the things she recommends is to develop your willpower is pick something really small. For example, it might be not eating chocolate or um, it might be getting out of bed first thing in the morning when the alarm goes off. Just pick something small and then keep practicing that. And by doing that, you'll develop your willpower muscles that you can then apply to something bigger. The eighth thing that people do is, she calls it don't tempt fate. And this is about identifying things that might get in the way of your goal. So for example, let's say you wanted to give up smoking, then if you go and stand outside with your friends during a break who are also having a cigarette, you're tempting fate because you might find yourself smoking again. So you could be changing those things. But a key thing that I thought was really interesting was she said, don't take on two challenging goals at once. Take on one goal at a time and focus on one goal at a time. Because when you've got this uh, stretch between your willpower, you're less likely to achieve either of those goals. And the last thing she talked about was focusing on what you will do. And this is about recognizing that we can't not think of a negative. So if I say don't think of a pink elephant, you're going to think of a pink elephant. So if you say I'm not going to smoke, you're thinking of smoking. Or you say I'm not going to eat that chocolate you're thinking of eating that chocolate and you're going to reinforce the behavior. And so where you are going to increase a habit or change a habit and you're going to replace something with something better, focus on what you will do, not what you won't do. So that's a quick summary of the different, uh, the nine different strategies. And what I want to do now, I just want to read out something from her conclusion which summarizes it really neatly which basically wraps up everything I said and this is in the conclusion to her book she says successful people set very specific goals and seize opportunities to act on them using strategies like if-then planning they always know how far they have to go and stay focused on what still needs to be done they believe they will succeed but embrace the fact that success will not come easily they remember that it's about making progress rather than doing everything perfectly right out of the gate. They believe that they can develop their abilities through effort, which makes them gritty in the face of setbacks and challenges. They build their willpower through frequent exercise, make plans for how to cope when willpower is low, and try not to put themselves in situations where temptations abound. The focus on what they will do 
rather than what they won't do. And that pretty much sums it up. And it's a very, very powerful book. It doesn't take long to read. It's probably a 30-minute read. And each of these principles is explained in a little bit more detail and also more examples of what research can back them up. I'd strongly recommend it as a good read. I'm going to be reviewing these and seeing which of these strategies I need to take out and apply to making sure that I keep my journaling up to date. So that's today's episode. Until tomorrow.